Hello Next Level Church, so excited to be with you today. Everyone is looking for love, for joy, for peace, for hope. We all want something greater than what the world delivers. Everything that we're longing for can only be found in one source. His name is Jesus. Matt Redman, the songwriter, wrote an amazing song that we used to sing at church. It goes like this. There's a peace that calms our fears. There's a love stronger than death. There's a hope that goes beyond the grave. There is a friend who won't let go. There's a heart that beats for you. There is one name by which we are saved. And his name is Jesus, friend of sinners. Aren't you glad Jesus is the friend of sinners, giving us hope that it's not too late. We can come to him, we can get saved. And so we're entering into this festive season and I want to bring you a message based on the birth of Christ. God promises that everything that we're longing for, like I said, love, joy, peace, hope, are only truly fulfilled in Jesus. Nothing will ever satisfy. Nothing from this world will ever satisfy us. Today, I want to talk to you on the title of Hope is Here. Put it in the chat. Hope is here. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for every single person going through pain and doubt and fear and specifically those who have lost hope or at the brink of losing hope. Lord Jesus, I thank you because you are the resurrection and the life. Lord, I thank you because you are the way. Lord, I thank you because you are the truth. And so, Father, as I open my mouth and I speak your word, I place my trust in you and I believe that you will minister to your people wherever they're at whatever they're going through, Lord, I know that your living word will come alive in them and bring them back to life and renew their hope in you. So I give every single person into your mighty hands, Holy Spirit, minister to them right now and reveal to them Jesus. In your awesome name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. There's a saying that goes like this. A bad attitude is like a flat tire. You can't go anywhere until you change it. Tell your neighbor, your attitude determines your altitude. Your attitude determines your altitude. How is your attitude today? Put it in the chat. How is your attitude today? So we're entering into Christmas season. It has begun, you know, maybe by yourself or with your family. Are you feeling stressed? Are you feeling the pressure? It could be a, a tough time for many of us. Neuropsychologists believe that our brains automatically latch onto negative thoughts. It activates our brains to be more negative than have positive thoughts. In the Christmas story, Mary is engaged to the local carpenter, Joe, and an angel suddenly tells Mary that she's going to fulfill a prophecy and give birth to God's son. Her own community gossips against her about her pregnancy. And Joe struggles to believe her, this crazy story that she's telling him. But eventually Joe also has an encounter with the angel and he believes Mary, eventually. They set out on a 90-mile journey to Bethlehem to give birth to Jesus. Now, which character do you identify with? Do you identify with Mary? Immediate surrender to God's will. Is that you? Do you identify yourself with Joe? Doubtful, listens to outside voices, eventually choose God's will. 
Or do you identify with the wise men? Traveling far distance, bringing valuable gifts to Jesus as an act of worship. Giving to God is an act of worship. Tithing is an act of worship. Do you relate to that? Do you connect with that? Or King Herod taking things into his own hands and being sneaky and wanting it his own way, hungry for power, hungry for manipulation. He brought anger, hatred, competition. We have a choice. What will we bring to those we come in contact with? What will we bring into the new year? And most importantly, what will we bring to Jesus? The question for all of us today is simply this. What will you bring? Negativity that King Herod brought, is that what you're going to bring? Or are you going to be hopeful like Mary? Now, right off the bat, let me tell you, don't be negative like Herod. Negativity can make you live in the past. Comparing today to how good it was in the past. Comparing your kids, comparing your partner, comparing your material things that you have. Comparison makes us devalue the precious gifts we already have that God has given us in our lives. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Negativity can make you complain about the present. Constantly complaining about everything. Complaining about your kids, complaining about your partner, complaining about the stuff that you have, your rust bucket, whatever it is. Some people complain about complaining. Man, I don't want to really hang out with complainers, and I hope you're not a complainer. Negativity can make you miss out on your future. Imagine what your life would be like if you replace the negative people that are in your circle and replace them with positive people, people that speak life. You become like those you hang out with. It's contagious. The Lord is good to those who hope in Him, to the person who seeks Him. Lamentations 3.25 Don't be like Herod. Be like Mary. Be hopeful like Mary. The good thing about hope is, hope can come on demand. Let me explain. You can be that amazing person who reminds a broken-hearted person that when the outlook may seem bleak, the uplook is always bright. Amen? When the outlook may seem bleak, the uplook is always bright. Did you hit rock bottom? Well, guess what? That could only mean you only go up from here. In the beautiful song by Shania Twain, up, up, there's no way but up from here. Next, hope can be given anytime. Next, hope can be given anytime. How the human spirit would soar when it's lifted by an encouraging word. Man, how good do you feel when somebody encourages you? You have the power to do that for another human being. You can be an encourager. Instead of waiting for others to encourage you, why don't you be an encourager? Next, hope doesn't cost anything. How Mary was chosen to bring hope because she got herself in the right position. Position precedes power. Bring the best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord your God. Exodus 23, 19. Bring your first and best to God. Bring excellence to God. Be available to God. God is not looking for your ability. God is looking for your availability. Be wise like the wise men. Bring your best to the party. 
We need to bring our time to the party so Jesus can bless it. We need to bring our worship to the party so Jesus can bless us. We need to bring our gifts to the party so Jesus can bless others. Do you have hope? Do you have eternal hope? What if you were to pass from this life to the next? Do you have that unshakable hope of eternal life? Are you living wisely? Are you sure where you would spend your eternity? Would it be with God or somewhere else? You can know this for sure because Jesus died for your sins so that you can be at peace with God. But have you accepted the free gift of God? You don't have to live in fear. You can have that blessed assurance. Jesus is yours. There's nothing else that can compare. He's already paid the price. Do you have that hope? Mary had a magnificent attitude. Let me explain. The magnificent is actually Mary's response when Elizabeth blesses her. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord. This expression means that Mary's soul, so that's mind, will, and emotion. Her innermost being exalts the Lord. She makes the name of the Lord great. She gives Him glory. She rejoices in Him. Mary sang a prophetic song of praise, the Magnificat. You can see that in Luke 1.46. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. We must magnify our God. Did you ever play with a magnifying glass? You know, small things look larger and things that are far away look closer. It has secret powers. By turning it, you can burn paper, you can burn bugs. Don't do that. Does God ever seem small to you? Big problems and small God or small problems and a big God. Sometimes we magnify our problems and it seems large and God seems small. But today you can reverse that because there's nothing too hard for the Lord. All things are possible. One of the reasons we come to church is so that we can give our big God our small problems. It's an it's a issue of perspective. Does God seem far to you? James 4.8 says, come close to God and God will come close to you. We get a nearness, not just a bigness, but a nearness, the intimacy with God. When we magnify God, we can feel His tender love towards us. God has some superpowers, in other words, just like the magnifying glass. When you magnify the Lord, then His power is released into our lives. So instead of focusing on our problems, why don't we magnify the Lord? Oh man, can you imagine Mary? She's pregnant, she's traveling on a donkey, maybe she got back pain, she got misunderstanding with her future husband, he's probably judging her, whatnot. But how is her attitude? She magnifies the Lord. This reminds me of Psalm 34. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. Despite the pain, the confusion, the perplexity, she magnifies the Lord. Based on Luke 1, we understand that Mary is feeling confusion. She's shocked by her new circumstance. Sometimes in our lives, our circumstances change suddenly. We thought we were going this way, in this direction, this plan, but suddenly our circumstances change. And we're like, what? Anyone here can relate to that? I, I didn't see that coming. I had no idea this was going to happen. Mary had no idea what was coming. It was a surprise turn of events. Her life was just spinning. 
Luke 1, 29, Mary was greatly troubled. She was confused. She has the same feeling you're having right now. Verse 30, angel said to her, do not be afraid. So can we make an intelligent guess that she was freaking out? Can we assume that she was feeling the fear of an uncertain future? Are you feeling the fear of an uncertain future? Some of you here are looking at 2021 and you really have no idea what's going to happen. You're feeling the fear of an uncertain future. I, I really don't know how I'm going to get through next year or even this month. I don't know how I'm going to end up in 2021. Mary had no idea what was coming. She didn't know how she was going to get through. There was no manual, you know, how to raise the son of God for dummies book that she can go to. There was no YouTube she can or Google herself out of this. I'd like to ask myself, you know, where am I going to be one year from now? Mary was feeling that and she was afraid. Matthew 1, 18 to 19 explains that when she went to Joseph, can you imagine? She's like, hey, Joe, boyfriend or fiance, I have some news. Listen, I'm still a virgin, but I am prego. Yeah, got a baby, son of God. Yeah, savior in my womb, in my tummy. I didn't just eat too much rice. It's just, it's actually a baby in here. Uh, Holy Spirit, conception, inception. Uh, so, uh, yeah, what do you want to do now? You know how it is. Uh, no, you don't. I don't either. But uh, I'm still a virgin. Uh, but I'm pregnant. Guys, listen, if your fiance, the one you're about to get married, came and told you this, how would you react? Joseph, he was a great man. He, he had faith too. And God handpicked this couple for a huge divine purpose. God specifically chose this couple. It took a bit of, at first for Joseph to digest this and understand what's going on truly. And that this was truly a God thing. Man, when God impregnates you with vision and, and passion and revelation, you share that with people and right away you're met with opposition. Isn't it amazing that some of the greatest things that God brings out of us into reality, we have to face so much opposition and pain, labor pain, and, and, and we receive the promise, but the promise has to develop into this physical being. Running after Jesus is for the brave heart. And if you are running after Jesus or want to get to know Jesus, it takes a lot of courage. It's not easy, but it's the only thing that's going to give us true love, true peace, true joy, and true hope. Hope is here. It took a bit at first, but then Joseph understood that it was truly a God thing. So if God gave you a vision and a passion, you will face opposition. But remember, it's a God thing. Mary was pretty stressed about all of this, and she was feeling the pain of false accusation. Have you ever been falsely accused? Have you ever been judged unreasonably? Maybe you're feeling some of those things today. And just because it's Christmas, it doesn't mean that all your problems disappear. Yeah, I know it's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas season is a very depressing time for many people. There's more stress and violence than any other time during the year. And, and Christmas is an excuse for many people to get drunk to get something, to give little, leave work, leave school, spend money, overeat, and many other kinds of excesses. And then January comes uh, with the visa card bill. 
Mary is feeling the stress of the news, but she makes a choice. You also can make a choice. I'm also hoping and praying that you would make that same choice. I don't want us to waste time having cute church and, and, and get our check marks thinking that that'll get, it, get us to heaven. But actually letting God change you. Actually letting God transform you. And truly take you to the next level. Add the following to your to-do list, okay? I don't care if you're busy or not, but I want to make some suggestions. And I want you to add a couple of these things that I'm going to suggest now to your Christmas to-do list, okay? Let the Spirit of God minister to you as I speak to you and add it to your Christmas to-do list. And I believe it's going to bless you. I'm going to magnify the Lord no matter what I'm going through. Write it in your list. I'm going to magnify the Lord no matter what I'm going through. I'm going to put some time aside and bring my own Bible and spend time alone with God with no distractions. The, the bigger you make God in your life, the smaller your problems will be. It will appear because God is so big. I'm going to magnify the Lord. Amen. He's going to take care of me. How? God is most magnified in us when we do what would be impossible to do without Him. And make a decision. Ask for me and my house. We're going to magnify the Lord together. We're going all in. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have an automatic prayer pattern? You have this prayer template and whenever you're asked to pray, you just do your little routine prayer. You have your go-to prayer way of praying. You know, especially when uh, you're asked to pray for a meal. Good God, good meat, thank God, let's eat. Or however you pray. Why don't we break out of that this year, this season? Let's not do the same prayer routine and, and formula anymore. But we're going to take a moment and magnify the Lord. We're going to pray with heartfelt words. That's what prayer is, talking to God from our hearts straight. If my kids come to me and they talk like robots repeatedly, that'll get me irritated. I'll probably like give them the fivefold ministry and, and with love and send them. But let's break out of our robotic prayer and pray heartfelt words. Pray for each other and the future of glory. Join hands around the table. We are celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. He is the reason we have hope. Our prayers are powerful when it's sincere, when we are praying from the heart meaningfully. Why don't you start a legacy of faith for your family? God is most magnified in us when we do what would be impossible to do without Him. Next, give a vertical gift. Two of our new members gave each other a, a Christian book. Man, I was so happy to hear that. That's a vertical gift. Instead of some box of chocolate uh, that uh, blesses us horizontally, give each other vertical gifts. Something that would point people to Jesus, to get closer to Jesus. Simple as, you know, even giving each other, like I said, a book or e-book or some or scripture or leaving a big tip for the waiter or the waitress and write Jesus loves you on the receipt. Give something impactful, spiritual, vertical. Can you partner with us to help people in need during this winter time? You will get so much joy after you do it, after you donate to the people that I need, especially. And, and when it hurts to give, 
when you give without getting any recognition. But God sees your generosity. God sees your sacrifice. And He will pay you back exponentially. God is most magnified in us when we do what would be impossible to do without Him. Amen. Maybe this Christmas season you are having some relationship issues, problems, 99 problems. Family member problem, friend problem, whatever it is. Instead of avoiding them, why don't you go to them first? Why not call them, write a card for them? Send them a gift. Do something to communicate the humility God has put in your heart about that certain situation. Why not just be gracious? Because our Lord Jesus Christ not only saved you, but He saved you because of His grace and mercy. Why don't we extend that to others during this time? Next, we must acknowledge His goodness. For He set His tender gaze upon me, His lowly servant girl, Mary said. And from here onwards, key word right there, everyone will know that I have been favored and blessed. From here onwards, life is going to be different. God sees your condition. He sees your problems. Some of you are questioning if God even sees you, if God is blind. I came online today to tell you that God sees you. He sees every detail of your life. From here on, everything is going to be different. Believe it. Claim it. I'm sure you can think of a lot of things that's bothering you, a lot of things burdening you, things that you wish were different, but that's okay. Make a decision and say, Lord, in faith, I'm declaring everything will be different from now on. I have, you know, we all have certain things that we wish it was different, but God's hand is upon your life. And we need to have an attitude of gratitude. Let the goodness of God stop you from being a negative person. And let's not allow bitterness, bitter root judgment, and harboring evil thoughts and, and, and action. Let's not allow that. Think about Mary going on that donkey. Did she have some concerns, some burdens, do you think, about the year to come? Was she facing uncertainty? Was she fearful about people misunderstanding her? All of those things were on her mind. But she says, He has worked a mighty miracle for me. Claim that. The Lord Jesus has worked a mighty miracle for me. My life is not perfect, your life is not perfect, but God is perfect and He wants to use you. And there's so many things we can be grateful for. We need to have an attitude of gratitude. Some of you need to destroy your list of past failures, regrets, disappointments, hurt, and what this person did to you. Lay it down at the foot of the cross. Realize that God is speaking to you right now through me. Right now, receive His hope. And God is saying specifically to you, lay it down. Lay down for yourself, lay down for your family, lay down for the glory of God and pick up a new attitude from here onwards. From here onwards, everything's going to be different. Put it in the chat right now. The Lord has been good to me. Here onwards, everything's going to be different in Jesus' name. I don't know what you're going through. It must be intense. I know families who lost someone suddenly and maybe you lost something really important to you and young people suddenly dying. It's not just the old people that are dying. And I can tell you many stories of tragedies and things like that. But we need to magnify the Lord despite the circumstance. Last week, Pastor M talked about joy, unshakable joy. Because God's promises of joy is everlasting. Even when we don't understand right now, we may not get it when we go through tough times. 
Psalm 27, 13, 14. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Put it in the chat. Wait for the Lord. Maybe, maybe I'm not seeing it right now, but one day I will see it. Today we look through a cloudy window, but one day you and I are going to see Jesus' eyes. Then we will know what these tears were for. God sees you. So stop dwelling on the disappointments of your past and fearing the future. Confess it that this season the Lord has been good to me. All my life the Lord has been good to me. Next, we must embrace Jesus as Savior. Luke 147, my spirit bursts with joy over my life-giving God. Could you say that honestly? My Savior, my Jesus, my Savior, not my mom or my dad's Savior, my. Mary was pure, holy, and the best possible choice to be the human mother of Jesus. But we got to understand, however, Mary was not perfect. Mary was not sinless. In verse 47, she says, How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Mary needed a Savior. Listen, this is very important. Mary is not God. I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings, but this is true. Mary is not God. Mary is a lowly servant girl that God picked to bring Jesus into this earth. So don't pray to Mary. She's not waiting to hear your prayers, then give it to Jesus. No. 1 Timothy 2.5 For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Jesus Christ. Nobody else gets you to God. Nobody can across it. Only Jesus. He is the only way. He is the only truth. He is the only life. Anything else is unbiblical thinking. So don't fool yourself. Check it out in the Word of God. We go straight to God through His Son, Jesus. That's it. Jesus is our lawyer. He's our mediator. Mary was the human parent of Jesus, but she was only human. Mary is not God. And she needed her Son, whom is the Son of God, to be her Savior, just like all of us. Do you have what Mary had? A Savior. Because not everyone has Jesus as their Savior. You need to understand that only Jesus can save you. And you need Him to be your personal Savior. Not your mommy's Savior, not your daddy. Your personal Savior. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Whew. Jesus is your free gift. Jesus is your Savior. You can't do enough good things in this world. You cannot earn your way into heaven. All your good works is filthy rags. None of us deserve heaven. None of us are good enough to stand in front of Almighty God. But Jesus made a way for you and I to receive His free gift of salvation. How do you do that? You have to accept the fact that you are a sinner that you have broken God's law. And in many ways, we all have fallen short of the glory of God. You deserve God's judgment. You need to realize that you can make yourself worthy in front of a holy God to receive His forgiveness. But that Jesus paid the price for you. If you're having trouble admitting that you're a sinner, just check with your wife. Check with your wife. Check with your family member. Check with your kids. 
They'll help you find a few things that are not right with you. We all act selfish. We all act prideful. We mess up in so many ways. We all need forgiveness. We all need a savior. Jesus wants to be your personal savior. That's exactly why Jesus came to the earth, to be your personal savior, to be the one that pays for your sin and then believe that he died for you to pay for your sin penalty. Ephesians 2.8 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a free gift. It is a gift from God. It is an undeserved gift. Jesus came into this world as a baby. He lived a perfect life and he died in your place to pay the penalty for your sins so that you can be forgiven. Jesus took upon himself God's wrath, God's anger, so that you can be completely forgiven. It sounds too good, but it's true. If you believe that, that lastly, as per Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. From eternal damnation and separation from God. Something is happening in your heart right now. It's the, the Holy Spirit is ministering to you right now. Jesus is revealing his love to you right now. If you've never made a decision to welcome Jesus into your heart and to accept Him as your personal Savior, not just go to church. You don't get saved by going to church. You get saved by welcoming Jesus into your heart as your personal Savior. If you've never done that, then I want to lead you in a prayer. But before that, on the count of three, I want you to click the button that says, raise a hand. There's something internally God is doing. The Spirit of God is doing. The love of God is moving in your heart right now. He's knocking at the door of your heart and telling you, Hey, I just don't want you to just be, just to be a regular church-going person. I want you to love me. Jesus wants to be the personal Savior for you. And if that's you, maybe you've never welcomed Jesus into your heart. Or maybe you ran away from Jesus and you want to come back. Well, guess what? Today's the best day to do that. On the count of three, I want you to click the button that says, raise a hand. One, two, three. Go for it. Click that button right now. Yes. Amen. And if you're watching us on demand, you can message us, email us, Facebook us, Instagram, DM us, anything. Okay? And we will get in touch with you and pray for you then. But right now, those of you who clicked it, I want you to pray together with me. So repeat after me. Okay, here we go. Lord Jesus, I believe you are God. I believe you died for my sins, that you rose again on the third day with power. Forgive me, Lord, of all my sins. Wash me by your precious blood. Lord, I repent and I believe that you are the Son of God that you paid for my debt penalty. Thank you, my God. I receive you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. My life is no longer my own, but I surrender it to you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. You know what? There's a party up in heaven right now. Angels are singing. There's a huge celebration because you welcome Jesus into your heart. Hallelujah. This is my favorite part of the worship experience when people that are far away from God come 
closer to Jesus and make a decision to follow him. And so we don't want you to keep this decision a secret. Contact us. And you can go onto our website, nextlevelgta.com. And there's a chat that will pop up. You can just say, hi, and I will personally reply to you. How's that? All right. We don't want to make this complicated. And, uh, we, we want to be straightforward. We care about you. You are important to God and you are important to us. And so we want to make ourselves available to you. So just go to our website. You don't have to give us your real name. You can just say hi and we can pray for you for other things. And we can give you some helpful uh, resources to help you start and continue this new journey. How does that sound? Now, I want to pray for those who feel that they've lost hope uh, or going through uh, depression or suicidal thoughts or things like that. I want to pray for you right now. So put your hand on your heart. Let me pray for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we arrest every demonic force that is working against your children. And I pray, Lord, for every single one that has their hand on their heart. I pray, Lord Jesus, Lord, you are the chain breaker. You are the miracle worker. Father, we call upon your power. The name of Jesus, which is the name above every other name. The name at which every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess. Lord, you are the Savior. You are the Deliverer. God, I pray right now that whatever struggles my friends, my, my brothers and sisters are going through right now, that you would deliver them. God, I pray that you would restore their hope, that you would help them, God, to get through what they're going, and that you would help them, God, uh, to magnify you, that they will see you move in their lives. Give them supernatural strength, God, to get through this. Yes, God, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. So we're here for you as a family, as a church family. We want you to be part of what God is doing at Next Level Church. Some amazing things are happening and we have some great plans, but we want you to be part of our family. And there's no other motive or, or a reason, but that together we are better. And especially during this time, if you're not connected to any church, actively connected, not just tuning in and browsing and watching on, but, but Let's do life together. Let's do life together. And, and we want to get to know you. And we have something called Next Steps. And that's where we can share more about the church and more about us. And we would love for you to check that out. So follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. But commit to this church for one year and see what God can do through you. Don't just make a decision and walk away but connect with us. And if you feel like this church could be your home, we want to help you find your purpose, your giftings, so that you can serve here in a meaningful way. Remember, we truly get healed and delivered when we start serving. Amen? Now, before I go, you have a choice as to what you will bring to those that you come in contact with. Don't bring them negativity. As we approach this Christmas and New Year season, the best you can give people is hope. May the Lord Jesus bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace and joy and love and hope. I bless you in Jesus' name. Until next time, I'm Pastor Deshaun. All right, what an awesome message. I love how we're getting into the Advent season and we're going to be talking about hope, love, joy, and peace. And what a great, great message on and reminding us about hope in this season. So. Wherever you're at, just want to know you can message us anytime. You can go on our website. There's a little chat box there. 
message us there. Someone will get back to you. Someone will personally message you because we want you to know you are not alone. We are here for you. So this week, have an awesome week. Be blessed and, and you're going and you're coming because God's got you and he's going to carry you through. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.